That's, look bad. That's why I love you. You think of shit like that. But that is they come in, we treat it just like one of us, okay? Yes. That's one of us. Gobble, gobble, yeah, one of us. We <laughs> accept that one of us. Gobble, gobble, one of us. We accept that one of us. Gobble, gobble, one of us. Jordan! Your dad's coming. Something about the American Express bill? Can, can, can you get him out of here? I'm yeah, not lick my talk. We would simply like to say thank you and welcome you to Humorcast. Hello everyone and welcome to an all new FewerCast, the Film Effect Weekly Entertainment Recap Podcast dedicated to all the latest news in the film and entertainment industry. I'm Ed and here are the usual suspects joining me this week. Jocelyn. Hey guys, how you doing? Andrew. Greetings and salutations. Justin. Hello, hello. And as always, Corey. What's up, Film Effectors? How we doing, gang? Good. Good. Great. Pretty good. Pretty well. Mm-hmm. Had crabs for dinner, so I'm feeling good. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> crabs from where? Uh shit. What is the place called? They do dollar crabs on Tuesday nights. Um Salty Dog? No, it's like on my my side of town, like by that Walmart and um Bully's Quarters. Oh, gotcha. Captain, gotcha. Captain Captain James, Captain Franks, Captain Somebody. <laughs> Captain. Captain. Hey man, the Captain's got him for a yeah. dollar on Tuesday nights. Andrew, how's the basement coming along? Empty, but it will be coming along the next few weeks. I can tell you're in the basement right now based on the <laughs> echo. Sounds there's, an ob- there's an obvious echo going on. Yeah, my apologies. But, you know, no, that's all right. I ain't got I'm literally nothing not bad. <laughs> I'm assuming they got the carpet ripped out. Oh, yeah. This is all solid yeah. ground. The I fucking, can tell. I the drywall is ripped like halfway up the wall. But we're moving mm-hmm. along, so it is what it is. That's Could good. have been so much worse. All right. Well, before we get into the episode, just want to remind our listeners that they can check us out on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. All links in the episode notes. Please be sure to subscribe and follow on your social media app of choice. Really helps the show get noticed, plus it keeps you in the know. You can reach out to us directly by messaging us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or by emailing us at thefemmeffectpodcast.gmail.com. Ratings and reviews, if you could take the 30 seconds or so out of your day to leave a quick rating or review, it helps us out a lot, plus it lets us know how we're doing. Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen that allow reviews, every opinion counts. You can also support the show by buying merch superb quality items in a variety of various designs you name it there's a good chance we've got it and yeah all right listeners we've got a really great show prepared for you this week if this is your first time with us then welcome we've got everything from the usual news and casual manner to a couple big announcements in regards to next month's horathon and a previous podcast making its grand return all in all it's going to be a really good episode this week so let's do it time to tighten that grip and bring on the drip I may have some breaking news for you, Elliot. Kicking off this week in news, cue the music, Beverly Hills Cop, Axel Foley, that's the name it's officially being called, adds Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Taylor Page to the cast alongside Eddie Murphy. Uh, This is all through Joe Blow, and their source is Variety. 
After an extensive search for its director, Mark Malloy will direct the film. Uh, previously, the uh, I keep forgetting their names. It's two filmmakers. They both did uh, Bad Boys for Life. And then, unfortunately, they were the directors of Batgirl that just got canceled. Um, Damn. They, they dropped out because of Batgirl and now kind of got double-fucked. So, yeah, they're... Yeah, they unfortunately aren't doing it anymore. Uh, Mark Malloy is doing it. Uh, Mark Malloy's previous work. He's a bunch of commercials and, and shorts. He's done shit for Apple, Nissan, GoDaddy, stuff like that. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, star of the, of the Con Air episode this week. He's uh, producing, as he did the other three films. And um, it's going to focus on Murphy's Axel Foley. A Detroit cop with the reputation. We know the fucking game. Uh, it's it's there's really not a, 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 a detailed plot. It's just you know Axel Foley's back after solving the alphabet crimes and doing a murder mystery in Beverly Hills and unleashing chaos at Wonder World. That's basically what the plot is. That's it's not really an actual plot. But they have been filming. Uh, they started production, I believe, two weeks ago. Um, all I want to know is, are they gonna get Bronson Pinchot back as Surge? If if fucking Surge is not in this movie, then uh, it's not a Beverly Hills Cop film. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I think they have to. Well, it, I'm sure he he'll be happy to do it. As soon as I just said that last statement, I just realized Beverly Hills Cop Two doesn't have Surge, and it's one of the best films. So I don't know. Surge still is a prominent role in the in the series, even though it's it's short and sweet. I mean, come on. A little, little lemon twist? I have a question. Like, what is it with these sequels, these legacy, yeah, legacy sequels, calling them, like, the name? So you had, like, Rocky Balboa, and now you got this, <laughs> Axel Foley. Like, what is that? Is that supposed to, like, add some kind of impact when you add the name to it? Like, <laughs> I don't Why not just call it Beverly Hills Cop 4? I don't understand. Or, like, John Rambo? Think- yeah, John Rambo. I know. It, Jesus Christ. There's so many of them. I mean, they're kind of just... A lot of these sequels are steering away from, you know, slapping on a number. We saw that with the Bad Boys sequel recently. Um, yeah, but at bunch. least that tied into the movie. Like, I wasn't as mad at that uh, subtitle. No, that was a missed opportunity. Because they should have waited for the fourth film to call it Bad Boys for Life. You know what I mean? <laughs> you could have eh. slapped the four in that way. I got you. But at least it tied into the movie. This is just... I, I don't know. It's just like, if you're going to be that lazy just to have the name... Put a four on there, or come up with something really cool. I don't, I don't know. I don't care. I'm not. I don't care about Beverly Hills Cop. So <laughs> I'll watch it when it's you on know cable. What? I do, <laughs> and I think I'm the only person who defends the third film. No, I love the third one. It's one I'm of those. Yes, thank you. No, I totally enjoy the third one. Yeah, it's not good. It's one of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen in my life. It's, oh. it's so fucking bad, <laughs> but I love it. Well, that was short lived. <laughs> No, it's an awful, oh, awful man. move, but it's just so inept that I, I love every second of it. <laughs> but why? Why is it? Because yeah, I'm, I agree with you on the whole. It's 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 got some. It's terrible. Schlock, but no, why is it? Why <laughs> is it entire, No, opinion? it doesn't have some schlock. It, it, it it's schlock from start to finish. Like okay, it, well yeah, it's, okay, it, I was, it I was sure coding it. I always liked it when I was younger because it was in a theme park. That's why but, I liked watching it. I was like, that's a cool-looking theme you know, park. I have talked to people 
who have like the most downright hatred for this film and I'll never understand it like they straight up hate it they don't think it's funny they don't think it's good they just think it's just an embarrassment yada yada like I don't know if it's a John Landis thing because he's the one who took over for that one but I I, I, I don't know I, I just I feel like a lot of people I talk to like straight up do not like it hate it for just various reasons I guess I don't know me personally you know it's not the best movie but I don't hate it I don't think it's a terrible film I think it's as far as the plot goes it's fair it's it is what it is but um I I don't like agree I I hate the fact that they kill off Inspector Todd in the beginning of the movie and he's pretty much the catalyst for the main plot I'm not a fan of that um it's funny I love the shit at Wonderworld. Don't get me wrong, um, and that's another thing. Like people, it's it, Taggart's not in it, but they they at least explain where his character is because you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Out John Fuck. Ashton. Ashton, thank you. I knew it was John something with an A. Ashton didn't return. Um, nor did Ronnie Cox, but, you know, he was getting old in age, and they easily wrote him off just saying he's retired. But, um, I don't know, and they, and they, they, a lot of people also had an issue with them replacing Ashton with Hector Alonzo, which I, I don't think he was terrible in the movie. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that I grew up with that one over the other two movies. It's got it. Um, There's no other explanation for it. That's definitely it. Yeah. Maybe that is. <laughs> I, that could be it. I don't know. I, I've Maybe never I'm been in a big, denial. I've never been a big fan of Eddie Murphy in general. Like, I mean, the Beverly Hills Cop oh, movies I are love fine Murphy, up like, until a certain point. Yeah, up until well, that's how a lot of people are. But even his older stuff, I mean, like some of them are okay. Like, you know, I like uh, Coming to America, and I the Beverly Hills Cop movies are fine. Like, but I've never been a huge fan. Like, I've never been like, oh wow, I gotta watch that new Eddie Murphy movie. And then he really went downhill in the early two thousands. You know, which we don't really have to bring up, but. Yeah, like Eddie, a ton of shitty movies in. Eddie Murphy's a guy that I definitely grew up like that, like prime Eddie Murphy. Like I, I took my son to see Bullet Train over the weekend. My eight, my eight year old son, he fucking mm-hmm. loved it. Like he loved it to death. <laughs> and it reminded me of when my dad took me to see Forty Eight Hours because like that was the first movie that I got to go to a theater and see. Like, well, it wasn't the first, but one of the first that I remember where like they had like squibs and f-bombs and it was just like the greatest movie going experience of my life up to that point so like i I definitely have a soft spot for eddie murphy but i've never been the biggest fan of any of the beverly even the first beverly hills cop like that it's good but i don't love any of them i love the first two i I I legit love the first two i love all three of them they're 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 so damn funny i mean they're not meant to be the greatest film in the world but i tell you they they nail what they set out to be so thoroughly enjoyed them all right moving on um a24 we love a24 we just celebrated the 10th anniversary on the show was it last week or the week before i think it was last week yeah but um they have a new film coming out called the front room you guys remember brandy yes the singer she was also in a horror film called i still know you did last summer yes Alright, I knew Jocelyn would speak up first. So, she's returning to the horror game. Uh, A24's The Front Room. Uh, the director, or directors, are the Egger Brothers, making their feature-length debut. 
Yes, they are the brothers of Robert Eggers, Max <laughs> and Sam. Uh, the film is adapted from a screenplay by Susan Hill, uh, a short story of the same name. The film follows a young, newly pregnant couple forced to take in an alien stepmother who has long been estranged from the family. So it kind of reminds me of like a, like one of the 90s like thrillers that involves like family and stuff. Like I got like Jamie Lee Curtis and Mother's Boys vibes coming from this plot. That's just me speaking. Um, I don't know. I, I when I think about horror and shit, like Brandy's the last thing that comes to mind. In fact, <laughs> I completely forgot about Brandy. I kind of wrote her uh, off many, many moons ago. Fuck that movie. So to <laughs> be honest, with you did you, last no. But the more the, the the main takeaway from this article is the fact that you know Robert has a couple brothers who are getting into the business together. Um, I know. If they have one tenth of the talent that Eggers has, this movie will be decent. <laughs> and that's why I have high hopes because hopefully they learned a thing or two from Big Brother. You know, it would be funny if they're fucking awful though. Like if they were just like the worst directors and it was the worst movie. A twenty four would be kind of funny. Unmitigated disaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it could very well be that. We could be looking at, you know, the fucking recipe of disaster for A24, like the first of its kind. Like just a train wreck We don't watch our brother's movies. Yeah. We don't watch his movies. We watch Brett Ratner's. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) You know, and I don't care what anyone says. I fucking love Robert Eggers. Like The Witch, The Northman, the, the, The Lighthouse, like dudes on fire. So well, I said, if it's like a fucking one tenth, like if each of them is like one tenth of as good as him, it'll be good. But yeah, I'm going to say I'm, Brandy is not a selling point to the horror community. They should not be advertising yeah, that shit. That is not going to get anybody excited about anything. Yeah, but see, the fact that she's in this and all, and it's her first movie in like 24 years, or her first horror film at least, that that, that tells me that there's got to be something about her that they see. Yeah, that's what I'm they, there's got to be something that they're seeing, you know. I I, I don't know, like you know, we'll we'll see. Like this is literally like hot off the presses, just announced. Um, so more as it becomes available. All right. Um, this past week on the 28th of August, we celebrated, or at least I did, the 30th anniversary of Pet Cemetery Two. Where are you all at on Pet Cemetery Two? I don't enjoy it as much as Pet Cemetery 1. No? No. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. I, I wouldn't <laughs> make the comment if I hadn't seen it. <laughs> we don't know with you, man. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, right. see. Hey, I might not have seen it. You never know. All I got to say is Clancy fucking Brown. Yes, I love thank Clancy you. I was Brown. Waiting for, I was waiting for those two fucking words, Clancy Brown, um, as Gus. No, you know, I've, I've, I've watched this movie a lot. I watched it both, actually. I, the, the first one, um, well, more on that in a little bit. It's, but it's it's one of my favorites, and I love it to death. I actually just rewatched it a couple weeks ago and uh, finally popped in my 4K disc after having it for the last six, seven months. Um, but yeah, I have the second one, the, the Scream Factory disc of it, and it definitely gets a lot of replay in this house. So... Uh, Edward Furlong, you know, he's pretty good in the movie. He's coming off a of fucking Terminator 2. So he's not really annoying, although his 
screams get annoying because he's got like the you can tell he's hitting puberty. It's just like in Terminator Two, like he's got these these random cracks in his voice. But it's whatever. It doesn't take away from the actual performance. Uh, you know, the film it is it is what it is. I love the fucking effects Odd. from uh, Steve Johnson. His makeup effects are awesome. The movie is bizarre, but you know, it's weird. I like, love the fact the way- that it's it's uh, Mary Lambert comes back and at least directed it again from the first film. So yeah. at least it's got that going for it. It's just odd. Like the way Clancy Brown acts, like once he's buried, like, you know, because in the first one, they all are evil and kill right away. And then he's right. just a fucking goofball, like doing weird shit at dinner. And then. But he's the highlight of the movie, though. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't have the legacy that it has if it weren't for Clancy Brown being in that movie as Gus. I'm sorry. It I'm wouldn't. not complaining. I like the movie. I'm just saying this it really just totally different than the original. And then, uh, like, the whole. I don't know. The whole story is kind of weird too, like with the mom. And then at the end, it, it's odd, but it's entertaining. I mean, I think if you're a horror fan, you're definitely missing out. I love the fucking. I love the bully who's played by the kid who was Tom Hanks' best friend and big. And he had the way he uh, spoiler alert his death oh, yeah. scene. It's fucking gnarly. Oh god, yeah, it's grisly yeah. shit, man. It really is. And again, that makeup effects work from Steve Johnson is just great. Um, you know, it the the movie is bizarre, but it's still all in all, I I enjoy the film. Uh, every time I watch it, so and it's been thirty years, and this is a movie that I've been watching since it first came out. Like I remember, I was actually sick. I had a virus or the flu or something. I was at my grandparents' house. Uh, just rented this, and I rented Sleepwalkers. At the same time. <laughs> yeah. So, I got memories. Hopefully you weren't too sick. That's a fucking trippy-ass trip watching Sleepwalkers. Oh, yes. And we'll be talking about that a little bit later on as well. So I think we watched uh, Pet Cemetery 2 together, though, because I have a vague memory of watching it at your grandparents' house. Uh, probably. I probably said, come over and check out this fucking weird shit that I just, you know, witnessed. So, yeah, it just took, uh, it just had its 30th anniversary, so I just wanted to acknowledge that, because, like I said, we fucking love that film in this house. All right, so Ellen Burstyn explains why she finally returned to The Exorcist after declining Justin's favorite sequel ever, Heretic <laughs> Exorcist Wouldn't two. have been the same with her in it. Would have been a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, she turned it down a lot. Like, um, let me pull up this quote. She said, I turned down many versions of The Exorcist 2. I've I've said no every time. <laughs> this time they offered me a whole bunch of money and I still said no. And then they surprised me when they came back and said, we doubled the offer. I said, okay, let me think about this. And after considering perhaps the devil was asking my price, she backed off but then ended up taking it. The next thought that came to mind was, my price is a scholarship program for talented students at our master's degree program at Pace University. That's my price. So I then went back and up there up and ended up getting what I wanted. And I've got a scholarship program for young actors. And what also comes out of this is the fact that she's apparently shot most of her scenes already. Now... I know that the movie's been that they've shot a bunch of it. And I know they're going back to uh, North Carolina because they're filming it in the same studio as the, the Halloween films. Because um, it's also being done by the same team. It's uh, David Gordon Green and um, 
Danny McBride are doing the new Exorcist film or it films. It's another trilogy. And did you say Danny McBride? I did. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I just oh, making sure I didn't hear that wrong. No, I oh, didn't. You did. Okay, so he Danny was involved Mc- in the Halloween movies. Yeah, Danny McBride co-wrote all three of the Halloween, the new Halloween films. Nah, for real? You didn't know? Th- yeah. Okay, now I'm gonna watch them this weekend. Oh, now you I'm have a, a big, reason to watch. Yeah, them. I'm a huge Danny McBride fan. So. And no, he does not. Spoiler alert: He does not pop up in a cameo. Okay. He's strictly behind the scenes because him and David Gordon Green have like a relationship together, um, f- f- a work relationship, <laughs> a professional relationship. Doesn't sound right. I, as soon as that came out of my mouth, I was like, "Wait, this sounds like I'm like dropping a, like a tidbit or something." No, they have a strictly professional work relationship together. They've been <laughs> doing these projects since the first Halloween. Just friends. Back in totally platonic. Or do they? <laughs> or do they? <laughs> oh man they don't kiss and tell so yeah they're doing this together um, three of them apparently so I don't uh, know how you're going to make three movies out of The Exorcist obviously it comes I out next know. year because of the 50th anniversary so they got that whole tie in again um, I'm a fan like, I, I like the three films or the two films rather that they've done so far and Annie's hey. doesn't look that bad at all yeah, what let's else just have they hope done? They... It's just been the Halloween films, right? Yeah. Together, yeah, I thought so. Well, but... and then they work on, like, uh, like David Gordon Green will, d- will direct, like, Eastbound and Down and uh, The Righteous Gemstones. So, I mean, they work together. Right, okay. That's right. Yeah, but as far as, like, a horror type, that was yeah. the first one. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I'm just a little worried about the trilogy part. Not so much that they're making The Exorcist movie. I think they've proven that they're competent. You know, with the horror genre, uh, they must have like a, a good... really strong plot to, to, to you know to to expand over th- across three films. Yeah, and it like I like a good Exorcist film. Like I'm a fan of even like some of the lesser ones that come out. Um, like wh- what's the one I just watched fairly recently? I think Deliver Us from Evil with uh, what's his name? Hey, Eric Bana. Is Joel McHale in that? Yeah, I think Joel McHale's in there as like his partner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was fairly like it wasn't anything special, but I enjoyed it. Like I, I don't know, I just like those type of movies. So, you know, I'm relatively optimistic about it. Other than the fact that a trilogy, I mean, also due to the fact that the Halloween trilogy so far, I've only seen two, but the second one eh, is kind of stretched out. So I hope uh, they're not doing that with these three. I mean, I'd rather just see one or two really good movies instead of like three, eh, okay movies. Well, unfortunately, I'm not a fan of Exorcist films. I think they've all ran their course over the last decade and a half or so. But I'm willing to give this a chance because, like I said, of the people involved and the fact that it's, you know, a legacy sequel to one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Um, Exorcist 2. Yeah, Exorcist (laughs) 2. So, we'll see. Um, Speaking of horror... Danny, Danny, Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. Danny Aykroyd. <laughs> Danny Aykroyd That's his friend. and Chevy Chase are reuniting for a film together. Oof. R.L. Stein's Zombie Town. Oh, Jesus oh Christ. Oh, my God. For real? My, oh, my. How the mighty have fallen. R.L. Stein? 
Like I mean, Goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. Goosebumps. yeah, man. Fear Street. Yeah. Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> like Spies Like Us. I Caddy, wasn't aware Caddy, that he did movies. Caddyshack 2, The Great Nothing But Trouble, <laughs> previous episode, Waka Waka. But no. I think they're um, drinking too much of Ak- Aykroyd's uh, vodka or something <laughs> like that. Like, what the fuck is this shit? So here's the plot for Zombie Town. A quiet town upended when 12-year-old Mike and his friend Karen see a horror movie called Zombie Town and unexpectedly see the title characters leap off the screen and chase them through the theater. Looking forward to this. I can't wait to see who Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd are playing in this movie. One must be the usher. The other one must be the projectionist. Sounds about right, actually. Wouldn't be surprised. It just strikes me as something that's going to come out and no one's going to give a shit, and it's just going to go away for a while, and then, like, ten years down the road, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase were in this thing? What is this? I have a feeling that's what it's going to be. Yeah, they're in it, and so is uh, Henry Zerny from Mission Impossible, and Kids in the Hall members Scott Thompson and Bruce McCulloch. It's just Mm. keeps getting sweeter and sweeter. I know, man. (laughs) (laughs) What audience Um, are you selling this to again? People that I like, uh, by the way, like I'm a Kids in the Hall fan. I don't mean to shit on them, but like at this point, like to see them in a, I guess what's going to be a kids movie, like who cares? Kids All we need now is, All those- All we need now is Christopher Lloyd and Leah Thompson popping up in a cameo. I don't know. Fear, don't Street, Fear Street wasn't a kids movie, though. And that was R.L. Stein. That's true. Very true. God damn it, Jocelyn. Why you got to have points I've never like seen that? i <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this uh, Baltimore drug dealer who's fucking holding up Natalie Portman's little production here in Baltimore. I was was wondering if you were going to bring this up. Oh, of course. I had to. So it's an Apple series called Lady in the Lake and something about a couple of drug dealers, like, held up production saying they wanted $50,000. Otherwise, they were going to, like, make their lives a living hell. Because they were filming on their turf. It's probably the squeegee boy is downtown. But no, they're filming down on Park Avenue around Micah. Mika. They're, it's down around Mika. So like they, it's they Micah. Have all, yeah, it's it Micah. Micah. Okay. Yeah, you were right. You had it. Thank you. So yeah, they're filming down around there, which that's, you know, a lot of production, a lot of like art house films and stuff shot down there because of the, the, of course, the school and stuff. So I just don't understand why like, this like I don't know I heard I first heard about it and I was like why are they hold, holding up Park Avenue I can see if they were like a couple blocks over on North Avenue some shit going down up there but I I don't know um if that's what Park you guys Avenue heard and Micah, what do you think like, that's like down by the Charles movie theater where yeah yeah, I yeah. Go frequently so yeah. yeah I don't know that that yeah that seems I mean downtown in general has gotten dangerous like i never used to feel that way and like it just has like anywhere that you go in the city you know something bad can happen and it wasn't always that way gotcha so i just found something as we were talking about this so the hollywood reporter um just released something that's kind of debunking this it says, Baltimore police have since examined CCTV camera footage and interviewed those involved. In a statement obtained by the Hollywood Reporter, the police say a local street vendor selling clothing was upset he was not 
he had not been compensated by the production for lost business since he could not operate while the crew was shooting at his location. The individual told detectives that he talked with a crew member and a security manager and was awaiting paperwork to receive compensation for lost business. The vendor was also arrested on narcotics charges. Something tells me if you're going to go complain to the police... Hide your pipe. An accompanying police report describes conflicting statements that suggest the group was being disrupted to the production, but that the previously described threats were overstated or inaccurate. The production member who initially reported the incident claimed the person brandished a gun to the workers, but then retracted his original statement to say a driver had claimed they saw a gun. The brandishing of the gun was determined to be inaccurate, and the victim's recollection of the incident changed during the investigation, read the report. While a number, I'm sorry, while a member of the security company contracted by the production claimed a local group threatened to shoot in the air if they did not receive money, they admitted that they did not have first-hand knowledge of the incident. All that said, detectives are in the process of interviewing additional individuals and that this is still an open and ongoing investigation, so the details of the incident could shift yet again. Uh, In DVR content, and Apple TV had no immediate comment. Yeah, it just just sounds like there was like a minor thing where like a street vendor was like mad about like not being able to make a profit right then and then it just got blown out of proportion because even though he got arrested for narcotics charges it could have been like previous charges like he could have complained to the cops and they like you got a warrant out on you now we're gonna arrest you so you don't know like there was drugs like there right then you know and so, what i read what i've read about it earlier like i didn't read as much detail as what you just had there but like the thing i read made it sound like it was like some gang that was downtown and it was like, right. hey, you're you're like in our neighborhood, so we're gonna like charge a fee for you to be here. And it sounds That's like right. it was just like a dude with a gun, like like just a random like street vendor who happens to have a gun, maybe to protect himself. Like you know, I mean, not that that's not right. You you can't carry like that yet here in Maryland, but at least as far as I know. But uh, like the fact that it got distorted to this like gangland thing is kind of silly. Yeah, all I can really say is, welcome to Baltimore, baby. <laughs> Craziest shit. Crazier shit has happened. I mean, come on. You got John Waters running around. <laughs> and the squeegee <laughs> kids, like Jocelyn said. Yeah, the John squeegee, Waters the is squeegee boys. He was on uh, Bill Maher this Bill Maher the other night. Yeah. yeah. I heard about that. I watched that interview. Ball. That was a great fucking interview, too. Yeah, it was. It was good. So, so I heard he was on there, and then he was on there promoting a book. Yes. So I went on, I had a credit on my Audible account and went ahead and got said book. So I'll be checking that out pretty soon. All right. Well, I did promise an announcement or two. So I'll get to the first one. We're going to announce the Halloween Harathon 2 Dead by Pod schedule. We promised to have a lot of episodes this year. I think last year we had like 14 episodes, and that's a lot for one month of October. We're yeah, going to have like three a week almost. Yeah, we're going to have at least 18 this year. So we have new episodes running every Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday this year for the Harathon. Um, 
starting on October 1st with The Evil Dead. And along with that, also on August or uh, October 1st, will be the Patreon episode that's dropping. And that will be on Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. The film effect focus will be on Wes Craven. And the other films we'll be talking about throughout the month of October will be Pet Cemetery from 1989. Not that bullshit remake from a few years ago. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not going on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll be joined by a good friend of mine, Jonathan, from his podcast, Crazy Train Radio. He's actually going to be on for a couple episodes this season. So that'll be the first. Um, every Wednesday, we dubbed. We're going to be dubbing Werewolf Wednesday with a different werewolf feature film, the first being Bad Moon. You ever seen Bad Moon, Corey, or anyone else in the group here for that matter? No, never seen it. Been, I mean, it's one I've wanted to see, but no, never, I've never had a actually, chance. I've never actually heard it. Yeah, it's it so that fucking out? good. came out in 96. Um, it's got um, the, the, the boy who plays Dennis the Menace, from that Nick Castle joint right in the early 90s. He's in it. Mario Hemingway, Michael Paré. It's a werewolf movie. Obviously, it's a werewolf movie. But no, it's one of the better ones. And <laughs> I mentioned it before. Steve Johnson, he came back for this film to do the uh, werewolf effects makeup. And it's fucking crazy. Like, the actual design of this werewolf in this movie legit scares the shit out of me. It's frightening. Um... And yeah, I that's love the film. I, that's it's, what I heard about it, the makeup. Yeah, the makeups are it, it's amazing. It's real short and to the point. It's a 75-minute movie. It's oh, literally like it's perfect, dude. It's like wham bam thank you ma'am. Can't wait to talk about it. So yeah, Bad Moods coming to the podcast. We're talking about that. That'll be the first of a bunch of Werewolf Wednesday entries. And then we'll be talking about Stephen King's Sleepwalkers because I had to throw that on there because I just rewatched it <laughs> a few weeks ago and I was just like, damn. Me and Coy will have a fucking great time talking about this movie. It's so, it's something else. Plus, it's it's the 30th anniversary this year, so why the hell not? Um, not to mention, I threw a little message out there to uh, the director Mick Garris, hoping that maybe uh, we can get him on for a couple uh memories i guess he has a podcast called postmortem it's really good um i listen to it every week every tuesday every thursday they drop new episodes but uh back in april when the actual anniversary of the the film he did a little anniversary episode with uh a bunch of cast members he had on there so it was a good one especially if you're a fan of the movie uh anyway we're talking about david cronenberg's the fly as well as celebrating the 30th anniversary of Dr. Giggles. I've been pumping this movie <laughs> since the carnation of the film effect. It's just a fucking batshit crazy horror film. Little slasher from the early 90s starring Larry Drake, who I fucking adore and I miss. Fucking Larry... Rob, yeah, Robert... Uh, is, is it Larry Durant or Robert Durant? I think it's Larry Durant from uh, Dark Man, the, the villain. I don't know. I just call him Durant. Durant, yeah. Durant or, or Durant. Anyway, uh, another werewolf feature. Be talking about the Howling from 1981. Oh, yeah. Fucking love That's that one. That's one of my favorites. That's Same. probably my favorite werewolf movie. It's mine. It's it's absolutely mine. Uh, Child's Play too. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, Near Dark, my favorite vampire film from the 80s. Halloween Ends. That'll be the other episode that Jonathan from Crazy Train Radio joins us for. 
So, and it helps that Peacock will be streaming it uh, day and date with the theatrical release. So, thank you, Peacock. Yes, thank you, Peacock. Now we can have an episode out of it and actually talk about the plot. Followed by another werewolf film, An American Werewolf in London. We're doing that one this year. Uh, Sinister. Celebrating its 10th anniversary. Sinister is a legit scary movie. And I got a bunch to say about that one, so I figured, why the hell not? Throw it on there. And I know you're a fan of the movie too, Corey. Yeah, we talked about it, uh, oddly enough, on the Before Sunset episode. (laughs) That's that's right. Anyway, um, we're going to be talking about Killer Clowns from Outer Space this year. I just threw that up on the lineup. Um, Just talking about that one recently also on the podcast just makes me want to cover it. So definitely going to be doing that. As well as Vamp. Ah, God, I fucking love Vamp. Vamp I'm excited. Vamp might rival... I think Vamp rivals Near Dark, now that I think about it. I love Vamp so much that it actually might rival Near Dark as my favorite vampire movie. And you've never seen it, you said? No, I've never seen it. I'll have to borrow it from you. Oh, definitely. I'll lay my Arrow version on there for you. Um, And we'll be joined by Kevin and Aaron from the podcast that wouldn't die for that episode. Kevin actually hit me up. He's a friend of the show. And he was like, hey, can we come on for an episode? I'm like, man... We got a whole month full of horror episodes you can join us for. Pick your poison. And they picked Vamp, so they'll be doing that one with us. Uh, the final Werewolf Wednesday feature will be on Silver Bullet from Stephen King. Gary Busey at his finest. A little Corey Hain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. And we'll be joined by the Crypt Keeper himself, John Kassir. That I'm one so excited. Is going to be a good one. So yeah, I can't wait for that. He's confirmed. And I should also mention, speaking of confirmations, that we'll be doing a conversation with episode in October with uh, the director of Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday, Adam Marcus. Uh, Also the writer of 2013's Texas Chainsaw 3D. Um, He's got a pretty crazy career. Him and his partner, uh, Deborah Sullivan... Um, they've got some stories I talked to them last year they joined this actually Jonathan Crazy Train Radio did a Jason Goes to Hell watch along and he had Adam Marcus on there for uh, as a guest and I got to talk to him for a little bit after we were all after we wrapped up and um, I just sent him a message a few weeks ago and to my surprise he hit me back with yeah I would love to join your show for an episode and talk about shit so we'll be doing that as well and the final two episodes for the Halloween Harathon are going to be the first one is going to be a tie in with Josh's podcast your next favorite movie we're going to be covering the Blair Witch Project and that will be released the same day as an episode on the Blair Witch that I just did on Josh's podcast your next favorite movie because I think the, the gimmick is no film effect November or film effect Denver, I think he's calling it or something like that. All I know is he's gonna have all of us on for an episode throughout November. So and it's gonna start with our episode on uh, Blair Witch Project. So little cross promotion going on at the end of October, early November. Looking forward to doing that. And we're gonna be wrapping up the Halloween Harathon with our Halloween finale dropping on, of course, Halloween Trick or Treat. A film that originally was scheduled to wrap up the Harathon last year, but then I got so 
backed up and consumed with real life shit I just couldn't do it so yeah had to call an audible and I believe I forgot what wrapped up the horathon last year but it's wrapping up this year trick or treat one of my all time favorite horror films period it's a film that I can only watch during the Halloween season so I'm excited to be doing it finally and uh yeah so that Ironic, ironically enough, Pumpkinhead I think is what it ended Pumpkinhead, last year. Pumpkinhead, thank you, Pumpkinhead. Yeah, trick or treat is, this is, year. Yes, this week, this year will definitely be trick or treat. And yes, everyone, that is the 2022 Halloween Horathon lineup or Horathon Two Dead by Pod lineup. So yeah, it's gonna be um, a busy month, but I'm excited for it mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait. Just sitting here reviewing the titles, I'm getting excited. So, October's going to be a busy one, but, you know, it's, it's a good problem to have. Nothing we can't handle, right? Yeah, it's our time of year, man. I mean, I, I'm excited. My neighbor's already decorated for Halloween, so I know it's right around the corner, and I'm just just ready. Just ready for fall air and ready for uh, all the spooky shit. Blah, all the spooky stuff. Yeah, I'm itching to decorate, so I'm excited, too. <laughs> Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, then, let's move on to Physical Media Roundup. Anyone pick up any uh, films this week? Any thrift store visits, Justin? Not thrift store, but my brother-in-law texted me on Saturday and asked me if I wanted to go to Soundgarden, so I couldn't say no. Um, so I didn't go crazy. Um, I got space balls for my son since he wanted to watch it and we couldn't find it anywhere. Um, wasn't on Tubi. Wasn't on Tubi. <laughs> um, and I got, um, I want to say it's from 1980. I saw it on TV as a kid. And always wanted to see it and just haven't since. And it's kind of like caught on the past few years. I think it got it like an arrow or somebody re-released it. Um, Robert Forrester, an alligator. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Scream just put it out in 4K. Scream, yeah, okay. I knew somebody just put it out. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fucking awesome. Like I watched it yesterday. I'm like, man, this is, this is just a dumb, like it's just a 70s. Like I think it came out in 80, but it's clearly looks like it was made in the late 70s just has that feel it's violent enough it's dumb it's funny john sales wrote the script so it's it's got some intelligence um just a fun movie um underrated yeah it's definitely underrated i'm glad it's starting to catch on it seems like more and more people are seeing it um i'm filling a paul verhoeven blind spot i got black book from about 10 or so years ago maybe even 15 um I got it's this Iranian vampire movie called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Have you ever seen that, Ed? Seems like something. I heard of it. It's actually on my list of movies to watch. Really good. Like I haven't the Iranian vampire movie. Yeah, I, I think no, I think it, it, Iranian it, it, American, it, but yeah, it it's it's all I call wind of it recently. That's why it's on my list. Yeah, it's really good. So I'm looking forward to watching that again. Um uh I oh okay. The, no, these I got the, through uh, Amazon, a girl walks home alone at night. I got the survivors with Robin Williams and Walter Matthau. I know Sean's talked about it on here before. Um, and then yesterday I went to the dollar store and they had movies for a buck 25. So I got, yes, they do. Yeah. yeah. 
it, it, I've never seen that in there before, but I got some good uh, ones too. They had a bunch of old, like early '80s Woody Allen. So I got Radio Days, Purple Rose of Kylo, uh, Cairo, and Zelig. And then I got um, I would have never normally bought this for, but for a buck twenty-five, Stanley and Iris with Robert De Niro and Jane Fonda. Mm-hmm. I remember having a soft spot for that one when I was like a, a teenager. So. Yeah, I've been going crazy lately. I got to kind of slow down. I'm never going to watch all the movies that I'm buying, so I need, I need to <laughs> call it quits at a certain. I'm the, I, dude, I'm the same way. So, no, the only thing I picked up this week is the uh, the the my copy of the Mangler came in from eBay that I ordered. I mentioned it last week on the pickups. Yeah. It finally came in, and me, me and Madeline watched it over the weekend. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's. The piece of shit, but fun movie that I oh, remember it's a it being. terrible movie. That was going to be the movie I've never back. seen before that I was going to recommend this week. <laughs> well, you, can, you can still do it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. What uh, year did it come out? Ninety five. Okay. It's terrible. It's a mid nineties. The CG at directed. the end. It's like the, it's like they hired the same uh, VFX team who did Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh or, yeah. Either them or the the team that did the lawnmower, man. It's just not. Once that Mangler machine comes to life, I forgot how god awful the oh, fucking the, the effects are. <laughs> Justin would it, like it though. No, I'm like not it. a fan. Oddly enough, I'm not a fan of '90s schlock the way I am uh, '80s and '70s schlock. There's just something about it, like '90s bad movies that turn me off. I'm not not well, a big fan of that era. It just becomes this like CG mess for yeah. the last ten minutes, and I'm like. God damn. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's a brutal movie. And, and Robert England, like, he's really done up with, with I forgot how done up he Old is man in that makeup. makeup. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think I would label it, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I gave it two stars on my letterbox after it was all said and done. But, um, you know, I had no regrets buying it. It's it's definitely a keeper for the collection. It's it's you know that that dumb fun that that awful fun but still fun to watch kind of shit. You know. Yeah, I agree. I like it. Going into it every time, I know it's a bad movie, but I still embrace it. So, but yeah, that's all. I haven't I haven't picked up anything else. Just that that finally came in. So, getting on moving on to the announcements themselves. Uh, got. A, Big weekend announcements, actually. Start with Scream Factory uh, and Shout. They announced uh, a couple of, well, yeah, a couple of first ever titles and a couple of the typical Blu-ray. They were previously in Blu-ray, now they're going to be in 4K. So we'll start with a new one, and this will be in 4K and Blu-ray format. The Company of Wolves. It's an old werewolf film from the 80s with Angela Lansbury, kind of like a folklore the uh, Little Red Riding Hood tale. I remember seeing like the VHS cover at Blockbuster growing up. I don't. I've I've never seen the actual movie. Yeah, it's but, one of the uh, best. It's, covers, it's, got, it's got a big cult following. What were we saying? That that covers one of the best covers ever. I, I love that the movie poster for that movie. I don't love the movie so much, but that that poster is fucking fantastic. Gotcha. With so, the yeah, wolf face it, coming out of that guy's mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that'll definitely be one that I blind pick up that I'll check out. But I always support Shout or and Scream, so I'll definitely be picking that up. That comes out November twenty second. They're putting out the original Rollerball in four K. Now, 
there's another company called Scorpion who have the Blu-ray rights. That's why this is strictly 4K only. There's no Blu-ray disc. It's only 4K. Um, and that comes out the same day, November 22nd. So, um, although they Watch are going to have... Khan on his rollerball. But they're going to do new features for it, too. So keep an eye out when they announce that. Um, it's not a collector's edition title, but it's still... They still do a pretty good job with features, whether it's collectors or not. Um, this is another one that came out. Oh, these this next two previously came out. The first one, Piranha. They're putting it out in 4K on on November first, day after Halloween, and a old Robert Zemeckis film called Used Cars coming out in 4K. Uh, that was I didn't see that one coming. I'm like, of all the movies they have. That they can upgrade the 4K. They're doing used cars. Okay, I respect that. I guess. Russell? Yeah. Kurt Russell. Yeah, movie? Kurt Russell and okay, uh, yeah. uh, Jack Burton. Jack Burton and uh, not Jack Burton. That's fucking. Jack that's Wharton. his character, Jack Wharton. <laughs> Jack Burton's fucking big trouble, little China. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds. Weird. I was gonna say. I, I like that I was movie. gonna name used drop cars. Garrett Graham from uh, Child's Play too. But yeah, that's coming out. And they previously put it out in Blu-ray, but it's coming out now in 4K on November 15th. And the other new one is... This one piqued my interest. They're putting out a four-disc Sonny Chiba collection on November 15th with seven Sonny Chiba films. I love me some Sonny Chiba. So they're putting out Yakuza Wolf and Yakuza Wolf 2, Bodyguard Kiba, Bodyguard Kiba 2, Shogun Shadow, Samurai Reincarnation, and finally Swords of Vengeance will all be in this set. Um, and yeah, that's the announcements from Scream and Shout coming in November. Also uh, announcing the November slate is Arrow. They're putting out uh, The Wolf of Wall Street, a deluxe edition in 4K, but it's only going to be in the UK. That's coming out November 7th. Although... I might import that because it's pretty slick looking. It's got like a little money. It looks like a like a big money case and shit. It's 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 hard to describe. You can look it up online right now at Air's site, but um, I I don't know. I, I'm on the. I actually, I don't know. I might not because I already own it in 4K from Paramount. So anyway, they announced Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, also only coming out in the UK because over here in the States, uh, Morgan Creek have the rights to it. And I guess they're sitting around on it. So yeah, for now, it's just the UK release. Um, and they're giving this the big deluxe edition treatment with a big hard box and a 100-page book and everything. They do this often with a bunch of first title releases. Like they just did it with Wild Things and RoboCop and American Werewolf in London. So yeah, now they're doing it with... Uh, and they just recently did it with True Romance. And now they're doing it with Robin Hood, Prince of Thebes. So... I might get that. I have the True Romance import before it got released here in the States uh, because all 4K discs are region free so they can play in any player no matter where you are. Um, and I don't know. It looks like a pretty cool set. They got a lot of new features for it. I haven't seen Prince of Thieves in a minute, so I really can't say whether or not <laughs> I like the movie. It's not I just great. I know his accent's pretty <laughs> fucking bad. Uh, it's bad. Justin, the, where the are you at on okay. Thieves? It's been on Showtime a lot lately, so I've been trying to catch it, and I keep like catching different parts of it at different times. So I've, I've basically watched the whole thing, just not start to finish. <laughs> in, in pieces, and I've watched it. it. 
Yeah, like I watched the middle one night and then the beginning, the first like 30 minutes another night. And then like two nights ago, I watched the last 20 minutes. So, um, but it's not good, but I found it highly entertaining. I was surprised. I was ready to hate it. And like, I kept going back wanting to watch, you know, more and more of it. So I like it. I just, turns out I'm a big Kevin Reynolds and Kevin Costner fan. So wish they did more, watched- more shit like that together. I've watched that movie more times than I like to admit. I don't know why. Like, I always just always liked it as a kid. Like, I had the action figures back when it came yeah. out. Like, when it was a new movie and they had the action <laughs> figures. Man. Like, I had them all. I don't know why I love that movie so much. And, it, you know, as I grow up now, I acknowledge it's not that great. But I still have a soft spot for it. Yeah, it's fun. It's a very fun. It's not, like I said, it's not good. And Costner is awful in it. But, like. That, oh yeah, it, he's terrible. It, but it that adds to the fun of it for me. It's like he's so bad. It, it's just like fuck it. I like I don't have to take anything about this movie seriously if he can't even uh, commit to an accent. Yeah, like him and Morgan Freeman are in two different movies. It seems <laughs> like. <laughs> and then Rickman's in a third movie. Like he's in a different movie too. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. That's uh, fun. Such a fun movie. <laughs> All right, and the rest of the uh, slate from Arrow are released in the U- are going to be released in the U.S. and the U.K. and they are Audrey Rose on November eighth, Incredible but True also on November eighth, and the Volume Two of uh, the uh, Shaw Scope Volume Two, uh, big martial arts Shaw Brothers collection on November twenty second. Um, Kino Lorber have they made one announcement this week, and that is. Ryan Johnson's Brick is coming to 4K in November, um, which is funny because they just put this one out on Blu-ray about a year ago, and now like they're asking everyone who bought that to double dip if they want in 4K. So I thought that was kind of funny. I've never seen Brick. It's the one Ryan Johnson film I'm not familiar with. Justin, I imagine you probably hated the fucking Smithereens. No, no, it's Brick. Brick's okay. It's it's highly stylized, which can for me can go either way. I can either really like that or or hate it. Right. But yeah, right. no, I, I I actually I like Brick. I didn't see the movie he did after that, and I've only I still have never seen Looper start to finish. Looper's good, That's a good man. One. Yeah, yeah, Looper's yeah, I saw yeah. yeah I, 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 Looper's very good. Go yes. back, yeah, yeah, that's one I got to go back and, and start. Looper thing. Looper, I should also note that Looper grew on me. The first handful of times, the first like three times I saw Looper, I did not like it. I I was just, it, it just didn't make sense. There were a lot of inconsistencies I was pointing out in the uh, time travel logic because it does do some crazy shit with, with the whole time travel aspect. It's and, kind of um, like Inception. Like you really have to pay attention yeah, or you'll get yeah. lost. And that's what happened. The more I watched it, the more things started to make sense and the more I just gained an appreciation for it. So, I don't know. If you don't like it the first time you watch it, it wouldn't surprise me because, like I said, I wasn't a fan. It took me a few times, but it definitely grew on me. I just recently picked it up in 4K because they, they certainly just put it out on the format. So, of course, I grabbed it. And, um, yeah, looking forward to giving it a proper rewatch in the format. I haven't watched it yet. It's just sitting there and all. But... You can watch it if you log into my Vudu and you're curious. It's it's there, so. Um, and is uh, Brick the one? Um, is sorry, is Brick the one where it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt in high school? Yeah, it's like yeah. Crime. Okay, that was a good movie. I like that movie. And, and it, also, but it's like, it's like him it's like and old. Noah Segan, who's also has a bit role in like every Ryan Johnson thing. 
he's got a bit role. He's also in the Breaking Bad episode, um, Ozymandias. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I remember them. I at first I wasn't sure if I was thinking of the right movie. Yeah, and it's done like a, a like almost like a forties noir kind of thing, like with the dialogue and and just like I said, it's kind of highly stylized. You gotta if you don't buy into that right off the bat, you're not gonna like the movie. Yeah, I remember liking it. It's been a while since I watched it. Yeah, but yeah, might have to check it out again on the new format. Uh, and finally, Universal. They announced that the last year's um, Universal Monsters 4K Volume 1 collection with uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, and Invisible Man, now they are given um, individual releases on the formats on uh, October 11th. So I'm excited about that because I didn't pick up the box set. I don't know. I'm I'm weird because me being a collector and shit, I like having like individual cases and stuff. Like I'm not the biggest fan of box sets. So unless I know it's like a complete box, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm weird about the whole thing and the way it fucking looks in my collection. But yeah, other than that, uh, Paramount announced that Saturday Night Fever is coming out in 4K on November 8th. And yeah, so that's one film I will not be picking up. Uh <laughs> So yeah, we can move on now to Weekly Recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? I'll kick off this week. Fuck it. Usually I'm the last. I'll go first. I'm going to recommend The Bear. The FX show, The Bear. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. It's only eight episodes. They're real short. They're only 20-minute to half-hour episodes, except for the finale. But, um... Really solid series. I was, I was able to just breeze through it within two days. Um, particularly the antepenultimate episode, episode seven, just, yeah, I'm not, it's not really a spoiler because it's, I'm not telling you about what, what happens. I'll just say the entire episode is just a 20 minute one sh- fucking shot in one take sequence with them all in the kitchen. Cause it's a culinary show based set in Chicago and it's got, um, Got Lip from uh, it's, Shameless, it's, yeah, right? Yeah, Lip from Shameless is the star. I forgot, I think it's like Jeremy I Allen White, I think is his name or something like that. But um, yeah, and a lot of all this, I'm, there's a couple of people who pop up who I'm who cameo. I'm not gonna reveal who they are. I, one of them was like, "Holy shit, they're in this!" One of those type of things. But yeah, if you're like if you're like me, you're into those kind of fucking like shows and stuff. Like like I'm reminded of Chef moments of watching this show and I, I've been very vocal about Chef's previous episode I love, love chef. chef and I kind of got Chef vibes from a couple things throughout this but yeah Jeremy Allen White's his name I knew I'd get it right he was the one um, that drew me to it because I'm a big Shameless fan and you know outside of that and that film that me and Justin talked about recently The Rental it doesn't really do much outside of uh yeah, it's a shameless ended. He really hasn't been doing much. So it's nice to see him back, you know, you know, doing an episodic television show with him now being the face of it. So it's definitely his show, Throw and Throw. So it's a really great show. Just basically, in a nutshell, this, uh, this, he plays a guy who aspires to go big with his career as a chef. But then his brother commits suicide and gives him and leaves him his like down in the dirt Chicago joint 
you know, restaurant or whatever, and, and he pretty much has to run it. So, it, it's a really great show. Like I said, it's really, sh- it's not long at all. Only eight episodes, they're only a half hour in length. So, you know, but yeah, that's my recommendation. I know I'm just going on and on now, I'm rambling. So I apologize about that. It's a really good show, though. The Bear, FX, Hulu. Check it out. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. All right. My recommendation is Dawn of the Dead. Uh, I, lo- I love Dawn, Dawn of the, the Dead? Dead so much. What? You've never seen Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, motherfucker, I've seen Dawn of the Dead. I'm uh, used to you version? start Exactly. I'm used to you kicking things off with a... Fell All right. Well, I was then. gonna, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna sink into that, but okay. Let me, go, let me, let me go on Dawn of the Dead, though. Dawn of the Dead, George A. Romero's finest endeavor into Hollywood. I fucking love Dawn of the Dead so much. I watched it the other day while I was just bored at my house, and like it, it blew me away just how fantastic the effects are, yeah. how intriguing of a story it is for a horror film. Like I, I loved it so much. I loved it just as much as I remember as it being it's been a while since I've seen it, but if you haven't seen it in a while, I'll tell you. It's definitely my interpretation of what a horror film should be. Fantastic story, great acting, bloody as so we, shit. We covered it last year during the Harathon. Yeah. One of my favorite early episodes I did. Yep. Yeah, just just by far my favorite horror film ever. Yeah, so, I agree with that a million percent. Definitely my favorite Mero uh movie, but yeah, among my favorite, like top five, maybe top three all-time horror movies. Yeah, it, it it's just so well done. So the execution is just amazing, and it's it's really hard to pull that off in a horror film to make you take it seriously. But Dawn of the Dead just absolutely entices you to believe what's going on at that what you're watching and how people would react to that certain situation. No. The Fox film that I have for this week, while I was looking at Dawn of the Dead, I come across this 2008 remake of Day of the Dead, right? So oh, 2018, Steve Miner <laughs> did that shit. So it's got a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes, but let's forget about that, right? It's got a 4.4 <laughs> overall user score, which is pretty bad, but even better. It came out in 2008. I've never heard of it. It's got a budget of $18 million, and it literally didn't even make half of a million dollars that's pretty bad so that's half that's of a million it's pretty fucking bad but hey it's got it's got big reams and nick cannon and you can't go wrong with that it also uh, has matt sucks. rippy and if you go down here you'll also find my man pat kilbane as a scientist i've literally nerd and never heard of pat kilbane but i tell you what he's a fucking scientist in this film and i've never seen it but i'm sure he fucking nails that acting role i've seen this movie I saw it on fucking Fearnet back in the day, right oh. after it came out. Wow, oh my that's God, a name I haven't that. heard in a while. Yeah, Fearnet, Fearnet. the on-demand shit yeah. uh, back in the day. And this movie was terrible. Oh, my God. I don't yeah, even know why terrible. it's called Day of the Dead. Yeah, it's it like a nothing, loose remake. Yeah, it has nothing to do. That's what I was going to say. It has nothing to do with the original Day of the Dead. It's like is, it a, is it a sequel to that fucking remake of Dawn of the Dead? No, it's I don't, it might be. I don't know. But they're just like in a town and then a zombie outbreak happens. Like don't it has nothing to do with any of them. They've had like several Day of the Dead fucking sequels and remakes and bullshit. Go to your local movie theater and fucking see it tonight. You won't. <laughs> you walk in. Don't look at the <laughs> showtime. Just walk in and ask for a ticket. See what they say. <laughs> Although here in the States, they are re-releasing Dawn of the Dead this Halloween season in 3D at a bunch of Regal Cinemas. And 
I'm thinking about going That's to see Regal it Halloween night. night. They're play, it's playing at the Regal in uh, Bel Air. No oh, shit. I'll go see there's like, 3D. Why there's not? like four nights they're doing it, and one of them is Halloween night. So I'm, I'm thinking about doing it. I don't know. Wouldn't that might, be a bitch uh, if it was Day of the Dead and it turned out to be the fucking 2008 version? <laughs> when there's no more room nah, in it's hell, dawn. 3D will take over your movie theaters. Yeah, or something basically. like that. So yeah, that's that. Um, Jocelyn, what do you got for us this week? Uh, well, we tried to watch uh, Nope this weekend because I saw that it was available on demand for rental, but um, right. it was like $20 and I was like, I'll wait till it's like four ninety nine. Am I going to pay it? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg like asked me this weekend. He was like, what, uh, is there anything you want to watch? And I was like, nope. And he was just like, all right, I thought we were going to watch a movie. And I'm like, oh, my God, the movie Nope. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> So, um, waka, anyway, waka. yeah, that's my bad <laughs> joke for the night. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm honestly going to suggest uh, She Hawk. I really was not looking forward to this show, I thought it was going to be terrible, but I've watched uh, both episodes so far and I'm like really into it. Like, I'm, I'm excited to watch like next week's episode. You know, it's funny that show came on. And before it premiered, everyone was just tearing it apart about the CG and all that shit. What well, it looked whatever to me, but then the film, the film, the show dropped. Though the first episode premiered, and what what now? What episode two? Apparently, mm-hmm. um, and the one the only thing I've heard about this goddamn series is some bullshit involving the Hulk getting hit with a fucking van or, or Jeep or something like that. And they're comparing it to the Hulk in the first Avengers film and how he could take on this, like, you know, um, alien spacecraft thing or stop it. But then, like, when She-Hulk hits him with a Jeep, apparently it knocks him... I don't know. It, it, that's That's all I've heard about this fucking show on a bunch of, like, Twitter feeds is, like that so that's that's the big takeaway i've heard maybe it's just yeah. me i mean I it's know. it's like a you know obviously with these like series they do like a lot of filler stuff where they're explaining things that you might have had questions about with like the movies and stuff like that and other series but um i don't know I'm, i mean i just i i enjoy it it is a little more like adult friendly than kids i think i mentioned that that gunner did watch it with us but a lot of stuff went like over his head but it it's not like i I don't know it's not like loki like which is right it's i can sense them all getting darker and darker especially now that they've got daredevil coming up and i heard that this series might set up daredevil because of the whole attorney thing yeah because matt murdoch is an attorney as well that makes sense so but, yeah that's my recommendation it's 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 a fun movie i mean well right. show fun show, show so far right. yeah we know what you meant all right <laughs> Corey, what do you got for us so first i have a movie that i don't want to recommend an unrecommendation if it will oh, if i were one of those. and that's fucking jurassic park dominion holy <laughs> shit Jesus. one Ed me and my wife and yeah. uh yeah, Ed, Ed had it on his voodoo, so my wife and yeah, I watched I'm that it. Asshole and who took the bullet. You're my welcome. God, we when my wife tears a movie apart, you know it's fucking bad. Like well, she usually'll just say watch I'm sorry. whatever. 
Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Like, honestly, I know I didn't pay for it, but I still feel like I just wasted my time watching that movie. It's just so right. lazy. You didn't pay for it, motherfucker. I don't care. I wasted two and a half hours with that shit. It is so fucking lazy. It is so boring. I I was just looking at my phone like I don't even care. Like there was one good action scene in the whole movie. I didn't care about anything else. Like it's cool. They had the original actors back from the original trilogy. What happens when all the characters meet? Yeah, fucking they just stand there in silence and then a dinosaur shows up. Locus. That's the fucking best they could come up with. It, it, it's just terrible. And oh God, it's so lazy. I, I really hope this isn't going to be like the way it is for like all big movies. You just bring back old characters. Yeah. They fucking just it's like a kid ramming action figures into each other and then it's fucking over. Yeah, with. I mean, yeah. wasn't the chemistry fucking weird? It, it was it like was they were bad. reading from a script to each other. It was it was horrible acting. And then Chris Pratt fucking kneeling over with his fucking hand out, stopping every dinosaur because he <laughs> trained dinosaurs. So that's a go-to because, you know, that shit works with animals. Like, if you trained an animal, all animals respond to your fucking hand going up. I don't know. It's just dumb. It, the movie just had zero thought, just zero care, just soulless. Like, I know a lot of people say that about Marvel movies, but, you know, at least I get the feeling when I'm watching those that somebody gives a shit who made it, and it's at least somewhat entertaining, even the bad ones. But, oh, God, yeah. Jurassic Park. Mm. I, I honestly... I walked away for like 20 minutes. I don't even know what happened in one part of it, but it, it was just bad. Like the whole original character, like literally they're just fucking running around slowly on a green screen while CGI dinosaurs are in the background well, at the end. I was going to say like they, they, they started this new trilogy, set it up so that, you know, we got all these dinosaurs now <laughs> loose across the, the planet. We got the original OG cast back. To, to, to kind of like come together with the new cast takes three films to set this all up and what do we get fucking bugs yeah a movie about bugs and that's you know what, what we like, fucking get for waiting patiently for the last seven goddamn years that shit didn't even bother me like the oh, whole bug thing me. it bothered the shit you could say it bugged the shit out of me but it, it was just because like, I like Jurassic like, it just pisses me off. I like Jurassic World. Like, I, it wasn't, like, great, but it was entertaining, and I liked it. And it just pisses me off that it's gone downhill so much. And then, like, wasn't um, B.D. Wong's character, what's his name in the movie? What's it? Dr. Something. It's Dr. Uh, wasn't something. He, I don't know. He, he was bad at the end of Jurassic World, wasn't he? Like, he yes. was like, I'll keep creating dinosaurs and maha, and this one, he's just a sad... I'm pretty sure he I was evil my, in the last one too. I said that to my husband. I was like, "I guess we're just redeeming this guy." Like, what? <laughs> it made yeah. no I sense. I sworn he popped up in the last film as well as like a villainous character. Yeah, I really hated the whole movie. I just was wishing that fucking the dinosaurs were communicating, and you would see subtitles. Let's let's eat these fucking humans first, and then we'll fight. Like that's just I what I was hoping for. It, it hasn't was been. A, it has not been a very good trilogy. It hasn't even been a fun trilogy to watch, so it is what it is. No, I'm just it wasn't a, even good bad. I'm just a completionist. That's why I have the piece of shit. Like I said, y'all are welcome. But, um, yeah, the less said, the better. So we got one more recommendation coming, and that is from Justin. What do you got for us this week? All right. This one. This one's tough. This was, this was a weird fucking movie. It's not exactly oh. 
a recommendation like for everybody. This is like a very specific audience. Like Corey, you'll you'll probably love this movie. Um, so it's <laughs> it's this movie called Laquisha, and it's about a white forty-something-year-old bartender who pretends to be a black woman over the radio, and the show becomes like a runaway success. And I'm already why did, sold. Why did you tell Corey that he might like this one? What the? I'm fuck already is, sold. I already want to fucking Corey watch it. What did say to make you think that he would be the prime fucking candidate for that plot? Because Corey like train wreck movies. Yeah, he shares he shares my taste for movies that like should not have been made. And this is definitely a movie that should. I, I don't. I mean, the guy who made it, he wrote, produced, directed, and starred in it. So like, you know, so we've it never wasn't seen that like before. Had, it wasn't like a bad studio decision. Like this guy made it and he just apparently has zero fucking self-awareness. And this didn't come out like in the eighties or the nineties. This came out three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it sounds to me like an awful, an awful lot like the room. Tommy was up that Tommy it's, it's the same kind of production value. Um, yeah, it's very oh, similar to that, but like, it's a comedy. Like, it's meant to be funny, and it is very funny, but not for the reasons that the guy thinks it is. Like, it's funny. Is it on Tubi? Yes, I watched <laughs> it on Tubi before. It's a Tubi original. Oh my god, no! I remember reading about it like three years ago and being like, "This, this is a fucking joke. This can't be real." And sure enough, like there was a trailer for it, and I was like, "Oh my god, I, I, I have to see this." And then, like, I just kind of forgot about it. And um, I just saw it mentioned somewhere the other day. And I was like, holy shit, that's that movie I wanted to see. So I immediately went and saw if it was streaming anywhere. And sure enough, it's on my beloved Tubi. So <laughs> I watched it today, man. It, it's I'm still like, I can't even really articulate because I'm still trying to wrap my head around what it is that I saw. Like, it's, I don't know. I want to watch it now. It's as fucked up and, and offensive as, as it sounds. And it's like the thing is like the guy thinks he's like he's making a good point but like it's just wrong in every single fucking way like if you're a fan of train wreck movies this is one of the bigger train wrecks i've seen in a very long time you know it's like when you read about a movie like that you kind of wonder you're like is this guy a genius and is he going to be able to pull it off or is it the more likely 99% scenario where it's going to be fucking horrible and I'm going to laugh at it? I can tell so you. So it's a win-win guy, in my book. This guy's no genius. Like the the premise is like he like he's like a sage bartender. Like he gives out advice to people, but his advice is like like the one woman go, you know, her story is that her boyfriend keeps cheating on her, but she keeps going back to him. And his advice is just like you're a dumbass. You just need to stop doing that because you're enabling him. And she's just like, you know what? That just might work. Like she's never fucking considered <laughs> this option before. Like, and that's like the level of his advice throughout the entire movie. And so even if you take out the the whole thing about him pretending to be a black woman and he doesn't like wear like blackface or like, it's not like a Mrs. Doubtfire thing where he puts on a costume like, that's a whole other plot point that I won't even get into, but it's just like just his voice over the radio. And um, like three years ago, the idea that a, a terrestrial radio show on FM is going to be like this runaway smash hit is fucking ludicrous. 
It's like <laughs> nothing about the movie makes fucking sense. And um, yeah, I don't know. I was going somewhere with that. But it, like I said, I, I really fully haven't like wrapped my head around that movie yet. So um, I'm, I'm all over the place on it. But yeah, check it out. It, just be prepared. Oh, I'm watching it now. <laughs> Make sure I got Tubi downloaded. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're craving for some more film effect content, we've got a never ending collection of back episodes that updates each and every week. This week, we just dropped an episode on the film Con Air. And next week, we kick off back to school month with an episode on the cult classic film Heathers that I'm excited to be doing. Um, that being said, Patreon, we got episodes coming when Can't Hardly Wait and The Breakfast Club. So we got two bonus episodes coming as well as a new series premiering later on this month on Patreon called The Film Effect Focus. And that first episode will be on filmmaker John Hughes. More on that when you become a Patreon member. Anyway, um, announcement. One more announcement. I teased earlier we had two told you about one that was the film the marathon um schedule well or lineup rather this one is about a show that i previously did with my daughter called mad dad movie review and i wish to god i had my daughter on with me this uh for, for this announcement but we talked about it and it's happening we're coming back uh we're not sure if it's going to be november or december but later on this year Hell, it might even be January for all we know. But it's going to be, whenever we do come back, It's we're, we're, we're sticking around every week with a new, shorter format. So it's just really hard to do deep dives with a 15-year-old, or a 14-year-old rather. So we talked about it. We both really want to do it. <laughs> the The heart's there. The, 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 the motivation is there for it. We just had to figure out how we wanted to, to, to do it. And after talking to her this past week or so, I think we have a format that her and I are both happy with. So um, once we get through, the the last thing I want to do is drop this in October. Now, I want to get yeah. through October. Yeah. And then, like I said, later on this year, maybe even after the first of the year, come back strong, hit the ground running. So... I'm excited to be doing it, and I mean it. I really can't wait to bring back a fucking the, the the show I did with my daughter, Mad Dad Movie Review. So yeah, that's the other announcement is that that show's coming back, and uh, obviously more news as it breaks. Um, but yeah, other than that, any final words before we depart? Not particularly. No. Week everybody. I'm just firing up Tubi right now. All right. Well. Yes. Get on it. <laughs> I might watch it again tomorrow. That's how good it was. All right. Well, as always, thanks again for checking out another episode of FewerCast. Until next week, I'm Ed. I'm Andrew. I'm Justin. I'm Jocelyn. And I'm Corey. And this has been another edition of FewerCast, the Film Effect Weekly Entertainment Recap Podcast. We'll see everyone next week. Take care now. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>
It's over. Go home. Go.